Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Michael Cole. This is episode 31, and with us we have a, a new co-host, also from RFN, uh, John Lindemann. Pleasure to be here. Now, uh, Lindy, you uh, actually aren't familiar with Radio Trivia, is that correct? I'm completely <laughs> ignorant. Absolutely ignorant. I'm, so, uh, I'm, a, I'm a trivia podcast virgin. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you how it works. <laughs> tell you how it works. Uh, we have five games tonight, or mm-hmm. this morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, and uh, from each game, I've picked three songs. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I try to go from like hard to easy. Um, after the second song, I'm going to have a hint question where it's a question so that if you know the game, it's something else to think about. And if you don't know it, hopefully it'll kind of help you figure out what the game is. Okay. Um, and then after the third song, I'll I'll say time, and if you know it, or you'll provide your guess whether you know it or not, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, and then I'll reveal the answer. And if it's a game that we have something to talk about, we'll talk about it. Okay. So uh, should be fun times. Fun times. All right. So let's just uh, get started here. Ideas? Don't don't give it away. But uh, any thoughts? I have some ideas. the second song, so we're going to have a question here that will hopefully help you figure out what the game is. What is the best way you can complete a level in this game?
All right. All right. What do you think the game is? Uh, well, it definitely sounds like like a Nintendo first-party game, I think. All right. Um, my guess would be Yoshi's Island. Not a bad guess, but this game isn't as good as Yoshi's Island. It's, it's Yoshi's Story. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the N64 game. Um, right, and the third song is a, a version... Well, okay, so Yoshi's Story only has a few songs in it, really, but it has a lot of variations on those songs. It's, uh... It's, uh... Well, what is it like? I've played some other games like it, but it's interesting because a lot of variations on the same theme, and they have a lot of different styles. Music's probably the best part about this game. I, I don't know if you ever played Yoshi's Story, but uh, I think I have it. Um, like who who did that? Who did the soundtrack for it? Was it was it uh, Koji Kondo? No, no, it was Kazumi to- Tokata. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because the, the guy did like Mario Paint. Yeah, it. I mean, it sounds very. It sounds very Nintendo first party. Like it's very yeah. like all of all of their music has a very light-hearted kind of feel to it. Even if, even you know, in their games, you know, even like Kondo stuff, there's always kind of a light-hearted theme about it. Yeah. So. Well, well, uh, Yoshi's Story. I remember uh, revisiting this like whatever half a year ago. I think. Well, maybe. Well, when did it come out on Virtual Console? It might have been shortly after that. So maybe it was longer than that. But uh, I busted it on the N64 because actually. Even though I know it wasn't a very good game, I had fun with it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went back it was, and played it. was really it short, like a, wasn't it? Well, it was, it was really short, short but, but the longevity of it comes from if you want to go for all 30 melons, uh, yeah. let's answer the question, uh, get all 30 melons. And, and a lot of times in the levels, they're, they're well hidden. You have to use the environments well and search out for hidden blocks, things like that. So there, there's some appeal to that, but... Um, I don't know. Level design in general is kind of annoying. Um, it, yeah, at times it was really annoying, and some of the music got really annoying too. So um, I, I would not recommend this for anyone. I mean, it was kind of a almost like a finger to you after Yoshi's Island. Yeah. I really love Yoshi's Island. I mean, this is not a Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I, I just remember that game as you know. I remember the, the music especially as just being sugar sweet. Just the whole thing being, you know, just almost like a, almost like a cash in on the whole, you know, Yoshi's franchise. Like, oh well, you know, we really don't have to put too much effort into it, but if we make it kind of look like the first game, people will just buy it. That was, yeah, that was kind of the yeah, that's probably part of it. But it's also what kind of like the original Yoshi didn't like feel like a, like a baby or anything. It was just, I mean, yeah, it was Yoshi babies playing the game, but it was a normal platformer. Like the Yoshi story, they made Yoshi like overly cuddly or something. I, I don't yeah. I don't quite know how to place it, but I think you know what I mean. So Yoshi's story was probably a, a bad thing for Yoshi in general. Turned him into a Pokemon yeah. amongst other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yoshi it really it, Yeah, it really made him into a real cartoony kind of character as opposed to just sort of a you know a guy who constipates going <laughs> I know. That was in Yoshi's Island, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, Touch fuzzy, get dizzy, man. Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. Oh, uh, yeah. I never played the DS sequel. Um, I actually have it. I played it a little bit, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, um, even though it's made by yeah, a cartoon? I, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked really what they did with the, the, the dual screens. Really? I mean, they, they really... Yeah, they kind of expanded it a bit, so it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I but I really... I can't say that I've really played it deep enough to actually have a real good opinion on it. Oh, At some point, I'll crack it out and go through it. Oh, Aaron seemed to like it a lot. He gave it a pretty good review, I think, so... Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, uh, I mean, it, was, it was well done. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so that, that was Yoshi's story. We're never going to use it again. But uh, there's some good music uh, from it, which which I'll feature in the background. So Anyway, moving on to the next game. Uh, Lord, next game. <laughs> song so yeah um it sounds like my first inclination with that is i don't know what game it's from uh-huh. i don't know what game it's from but it sounds like it's a third-party snes game that's that'd, that'd be my first guess all right well uh, let's move on to the second song and uh see if it changes okay. your mind at all okay
<laughs> All right, that's 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 an NES game for sure. Really? It sounds like it. It's just that that there's that certain sound in it. NES. Oh. Uh, okay. I, I mean, if that's um, I don't know. I'm giving you a hint and telling you it's not an NES game. Um, okay. So, which two companies co-published this title in North America? So do you still think it's an NES game? No, not after that. But you know, there, for some reason, that last one it reminds me of. It sounds like a remix of a very popular theme. Really? Like that. Oh, that, that sounds like James Bond. What, what you said? Yeah. D- okay. Okay. That's what I'm thinking of then. Hmm. Um, but it, it's not James Bond. I'll, uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll restate the question for you. Uh, emphasis okay. on what's important. Which two companies? co-published this title in North America. That's a, it's an odd term, which they used when they were doing the press releases and the like for this game. Hmm. Co-published game. I can't think of anything. Alright, well, I'll uh, let you know. This is Sonic Advance for the Game Boy Advance. Huh, okay. And, uh, do you recall who, uh, who helped uh, publish that game in North America? Really random. Was it Capcom? No, it was THQ. They <laughs> that is completely a, random. It is really random. I don't know why. That's but really random. Sega and THQ struck like a deal for like a couple of years when they were just getting their, their foot into the door with, with uh, Nintendo Portables again. And uh, I, THQ was probably a little more than a distributor. Uh, but uh, yeah, THQ and Sega teamed up for a few years and Sonic Advance and Sonic Advance 2 or, or a few of the games that were under that. I think uh, Choo Choo Rocket also had THQ with it. Um, I'm not sure about that. So uh, Sonic Advance was, I think it was the first uh, Sonic game to, to grace a Nintendo platform. Yeah, I didn't play, the only real Sonic games I've played in the last little while have been the DS ones. Well, They've actually been good. I played the first, I played Sonic Rush. I did not play the second one. Um, 
I like the advanced games more than the DS games, to be honest. They, they feel more old school. They, they, the music was better, in my opinion. They, with Rush, they like, oh, we can do some audio, like vocal clips, and sample them and, and play them over and over again in the background. And that really yeah. got on my nerves. Um, Rush, Rush did get a little repetitive. Um, I thought that the the 3D boss battles when you first do them are cool. Oh yeah. But yeah. after a while, you know, after a while, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, they they just felt kind of they were so different from the rest of the game that they just felt kind of thrown in there just to say, hey, we can do 3D. Yeah. When they really didn't have to do that. So. Well, uh, there were three Sonic Advance games, so they certainly uh, got their money's worth out of 2D gaming. So I, I could see why they'd want to do the 3D thing. Um, yeah. So I, if you like Sonic Rush, I would recommend uh, if you see a used copy of like Sonic Advance or so- Sonic Advance 2. I guess Sonic Advance 3 either. Uh, I'm not sure which one I like the most. Sonic Advance 2 is fun, but there's no way in, in hell you're going to get all the Chaos Emeralds. It was just too asinine how you how you got them. You had to collect yeah, like, now, but uh, the actual levels that you play are, are pretty cool. And, uh, so now, I, is, it worth, is it worth having the advanced games if you have Sonic 1, 2, and 3 on the virtual console? They're kind of different. I'd, I'd recommend at least checking one of them out. Uh, Sonic Advance 1 is, is the most uh, vanilla of, of the three. Sonic Advance 2... Yeah, I'd say Sonic Advance 2 is the most interesting, but 3 has some weird stuff because you, you uh, pair up characters and the, the mm-hmm. pair-up team changes your moves. and It's kind of weird, but like Tails plus Amy gives you like whatever, a really crazy flying ability or something. And, and uh, it plays a lot differently. I mean, you can play through it as just Sonic and Tails, and that's normal. But uh, it, it's interesting. I, I'd recommend Sonic Advance 2 or 3 over 1, although 1's good as well. Yeah. But, um, it's interesting because I mean it's it's basically a modern 2D Sonic game which you're not getting much of anymore. Um, so that's it. I, I've reviewed a lot of the Sonic games. I reviewed Sonic Advance one through three and the first Sonic Rush. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I also reviewed Sonic Heroes, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so you're an expert. I'm an expert. <laughs> The third game uh, was a reader request, um, and uh, so uh, I hope I pronounced your name right, uh, Sunjulos, or Sunduolos, I'm, I'm not sure which way to pronounce that, but uh, thank you for sending your submission.
song from Game 3. And uh, I try to get reader requests for Game 3, so I, I've gotten a few, but um, I'm always welcome to have more. And uh, if I get a whole swamp of them, I'll probably use two reader requests instead of just one. Um, so uh, if you don't like this game, it's, you should blame yourself for not submitting a better request. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an NES game for sure. Macintosh brand slash series of games. What is the name of that series? Huh, okay. Macintosh. Hmm. Yeah. So this is this was ported from a Macintosh or really really old school like old. This is pretty this is pretty old school Macintosh. It's an NES game. Okay, because I mean the only the only real Macintosh game I can think of that was portable to anything would be Dark Cat. That's pretty so obscure I, I though. So this is a Mac Venture game. Um, I guess that's a series of games called Mac Venture, and, and this is a kind of an old school fantasy dungeon uh, crawler RPG. 
you know, where it shows you a picture of like a hallway and you have your menu on the right and whatever your status on the bottom. Is it a uh, sh uh, shadow? Uh, sh oh, <laughs> shadow something. Shadow something right there. It's like, um. There you go. Yeah. That's the game. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, Shadowgate, I've never played the game, but it sounds awfully interesting. Um, did you play the NES version? How, how do you know about this game? Um, just because it was one of those games that I, I remember way from way back in the day. And I used to really be a big fan of those kind of, you know, pseudo 3D crawler kind of games. Right. I really was one of those games that I always looked at. I always thought that Shadowgate would be pretty cool to do. And hasn't it been redone on something? I don't, I don't know. know. For some reason, Shadowgate all stuck in my mind from, from the up. NES days because I remembered it on the Mac, and I said, "Oh, they actually ported that to the NES." Right, and uh, I guess they added a hint system in the game. Um, one of the things about uh, Shadowgate that I guess is a lot of fun is the various ways you can die. <laughs> um, apparently, there are plenty of opportunities to die in this sort of a game. And uh, when you die, it's usually very grisly, and, and they have text describing how you die. <laughs> so it's, it's very much in like the spirit of like a you know like a pen and paper RPG, where, where the, the game master would whatever come up with this lengthy way in which you die. Yeah, yeah. If I remember, it was so, done. Uh, that was the NES version. I think was Dunka. I think pulling just pulling that out of the, that my random correct. trivia. That sounds right. In my head. Probably is true, um, but let's see here. Uh, let's see, it was brought to Pocket PC in 2002, and it was published by Chemco on, on the NES. And the engine is the Mac Venture, so it's I guess it's an engine itself. Um, it was on the mobile phone as well, so I, I guess uh, yeah, it's come out recently and kind of portable oh, I mean, it's versions. It's pretty easy to port, I'm sure. It's a very simple game. <laughs> I don't know, I, I wouldn't be interested, I would be interested in checking this out. If it came to Virtual Console, and, and I don't know, has Chemco released anything on Virtual Console? I, I like to think they have one or two. I, I can't really um, be on that, I can't remember any of the games. This seems like, well, except Chemco isn't probably the sole right owner to it, but if they release something in 2002, or a version of this, then it certainly could be done. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I'm sure somebody, I don't, I don't know, I think Chemco is long dead. I mean, I'm sure somebody probably writes from them to it. Or maybe maybe the rights reverted to the original rights holder or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do not know. But if you know, tell us. Yeah. But Shadowgate, you are not forgotten. All right. <laughs> so that was that was Sunjulo's request. Um, there, I have a couple of others that are sitting around in the backlog. But you know, if you have a better request, I'm gonna I'm gonna use yours instead. So. On to game four.
Well, I definitely know what platform that's from. Well, uh, I should I should let you know that over Skype you're probably getting a mono mm-hmm. signal, and that was in stereo. I'm, I'm telling you that because you can't tell, and our listeners at home okay. probably can't. Um, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind. question that will mm-hmm. sort of help you out. Which characters must Mario catch in a rowboat? <laughs> Time's up. 
Keep in mind, Mario characters are in this game. <laughs> I'll give you another hint. Um, okay. In addition to the Mario characters, okay. there's another character that's in uh, Brawl and Melee that is uh, in this game. Hmm. Is it, uh, is it the Ice Climbers? No, uh, this is Game & Watch Gallery 2 for the Game Boy Color. And so Mr. Game & Watch is also in this game. For, as, me, I figured out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the game I was alluding to in the question is, is uh, Parachute, where uh, you have to catch whatever uh, Toads, Baby Yoshis, and Donkey Kong Juniors. I don't know why they're multiple Donkey Kong Juniors, but uh, uh, the Toads and Baby Yoshis make sense, I guess. Yeah. You have to catch them as they fall down in the in the robot. Now that's and, uh, that's that's an update of the original Game and Watch game, right? Because I remember the parachute yeah. game on Game and Watch way from way way back. Right. Of course, no, yeah. the, none of the Game and Watch games. Well, with a few exceptions, had had a uh, Mario or anyone else. It was mostly just Mystery Game and Watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was actually his name way back when, or if they just sort of made up that name for him later. I think they just tagged him on. I don't think he had a name. Ever. Yeah, he was just the character. Yeah, back then their their marketing wasn't too slick, so they just kind of said, "Okay, here's your LCD guy, go." Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I played too much of this and and the uh, Game of Watch Gallery Three, and, and I mean they're okay games. Uh, it's fun to you know kind of some old school action, and, and I actually like a lot of the updates. I, I certainly like playing most of the updates more than the originals, at least on the uh, Game Boy Color. I never played the GBA version, which was kind of a mishmash of all of the uh, previous ones. So, yeah, Game & Watch Gallery, I remember playing, whatever, uh, on vacations and all that stuff. It's sort of addictive because it, they're short, you can just play them as long as you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're simple, but they're fun. Um, I owned one old Game & Watch way back when. I don't. I had, um, had the Mario Brothers Game & Watch. Mm-hmm. Where they were like making cakes in a factory, which I think was in the third Game and Watch Gallery game. Yeah, see, I I never owned any of those Game and Watches. I remember going to Toys R Us and seeing them there, and it kind of being like one of those things I always wanted, but I never had the money to buy. But I never had one. I mean, now I'd actually I'd love to have the the whole Game and Watch collection because I think they're so cool. But... Right. Uh, well, you should check out the the uh, GBA version or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I remember going to. Uh, a uh, store when I was in Akihabara a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, called Super Potato, and they had like, <laughs> and they had a, a crap load of Game and Watch games. Some of them were really expensive; like there were some over like a hundred bucks. Were they all new? I don't think they were new, but they were yeah. in very good condition. Yeah. Um, so some of them are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so is what it comes down to. And uh, so it's kind of nice that they re-released a lot of these yeah. in uh, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's not all that much to say about them. They're fun, they're, they're simple, but I wouldn't spend, like, a crap load of money on them, though. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very dated. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> very dated. So, uh, we have one more game for you, which I'm, I'm hoping you'll be able to at least be aware of. So, this will be an interesting thing to talk about. Alright. That's a hint, sort of. Maybe. <laughs> It's a sort of interesting game, but not really.
hmm. creepy sort of. Yeah, I can't uh, tell you what that's from. That's a badass track, though. It is. It is. It's really good. Yeah, track sounds so familiar. I know what I would guess if I, if I were on, in your shoes, and it wouldn't be correct. But uh, here, here's a question that'll definitely help you out. Okay. This game is famous, or perhaps infamous, for being the only game out of five to hold true to what promise?
drawn a total blank it sounds like but it sounds like a the soundtrack from either a shoot 'em up or a fighting game uh-huh well um <sighs> this is one of the capcom 5 okay uh, uh okay um is it hmm the capcom 5 <laughs> see that prompts me to try to figure out to try to remember what the Capcom 5 well, were. Well, why don't you remind our listeners what Capcom 5 was? Uh, well, let me see. Let me see. There was there was uh, product number 3 or, or whatever. PN, Piano 3, right? Piano 3. Yeah. Uh, Killer 7. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Now you're, now you're testing my memory. Uh, I, my guess is Killer 7. It's actually product number 03. Really? Yeah. Huh. And this is See, the, I, I, man, I never played that game. I, ever, I so. haven't either. Um, this is the only one that remained GameCube exclusive in all regions, correct? Um, that's my understanding. Uh, I know uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, that one was definitely part of the PS2. Beautiful Joe mm-hmm. eventually went to PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, Killer 7, I guess, did too. Um, yep, Killer 7 went to PS2 as well. So, uh, PN03 was the, the worst of the uh, series, and, and uh, <laughs> it was the one that stayed <laughs> yeah. on the GameCube. But, uh, exactly. It lived. It lived and died there. Yeah. Um, I, the music's pretty fun from it. I, I like the music. I remember Billy yeah. being like all obsessed with Vanessa Z. Schneider, whatever her name is, because uh, <laughs> apparently her animation basically has her butt sticking out the entire game. Um, <laughs> nice. And and so uh, I don't think Johnny reviewed the game too, but uh, apparently uh, the the ass was the most memorable thing about this game. But uh, yeah. for her being so agile, apparently she couldn't shoot while she was moving, so the game was kind of broken. Um, yeah, I mean, wasn't it non-rail shooter? It was like a third-person shooter. I don't know if it was on rails or if it was like run into a room and then you have like whatever free control within that room. I, I don't know. It was pseudo on rails, I think. But uh, I yeah. certainly didn't play the game. I don't have any interest in playing the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it got very mediocre reviews when it came yeah. out. I think even like the director wound up saying, "Yeah, that game didn't turn out so well." <laughs> yep. So. Yep. But uh, it it is an interesting point in history because it's like uh, Capcom made this huge promise, then backpedaled on almost every single instance. And, uh, yeah. It was one. Of, it's one of the reasons why Nintendo gamers have gotten so jaded. Um, mm-hmm. Crap like that. Well, that's. I mean, and well, nowadays, I mean, you really have to take. When anybody says a game is, is an exclusive to one platform, uh-huh. you really got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of like a nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink thing nowadays. Yeah, right. We haven't planned on putting it on the other system yet, but if we can make yeah. more money, we'll do it. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll tell you that it's, you know, an, an exclusive now, but really it's about a, it's a contract for about a year, and in the meantime we'll be working on something for another platform, for the, <laughs> porting that game over. Yeah. But, uh, so GameCube exclusivity was the answer to the question of Capcom 5 in 03. And uh, with that, the game's over. Uh, any, any final thoughts uh, on, on either your experience with Radio Trivia or any of the games selected for this evening? 
it was fun, man. Um, I was actually surprised at how close I got to kind of any being correct in any of these. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think in uh, in general, I probably have a, a decent ear for knowing kind of platforms and maybe who does what kind of music. But man, it's tough. I mean, if you're good at this game, you really know your game music. Yeah. Um, there's some people that claim claim that they they get three or four on a regular basis. Wow, that's impressive. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're full of BS or, you know, because it's easy to say, oh, I got it when you, originally you said, oh, it's a different game. Because originally you had to actually submit your, your, when it was a live thing, you had to submit when you had a guess. And so people are more likely to submit the wrong guess and then figure it out. And here there isn't really that, that aspect to it. It's like, as long as you figure it out before I say what the game is, they figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> The but one it, thing I do like about the game, though, is that there's no way that you can really cheat on it. You know, you have to, like, you can't, you know, go to Wikipedia and look something up to get the trivia answer while yeah. it's going on, so. Yeah, I mean, you can, but you have to have at least some idea. I mean, you can't yeah. pull up game music online, but, I mean, what's the point? That's the purpose of it. If you do it, fine, but, I mean, play however you want to play, guys. I think I said that in, like, the first episode. It's like... This is Freeform, it's on your honor. If you get more fun out of the game by stopping the podcast and then going and trying to hunt up the right answer, then fine. I mean, great. I mean, that's how you want to play. Super, you know? But yeah. uh, it's not the intended way to play it. But Yeah, I just I just don't see how you could really do it without at least having a good idea of what game it came from. Sure, if, if you're totally clueless, then you're not yeah. going to dig through. If it's an NES game and you aren't sure if it's an NES game or a Game Boy game, uh, it's like, uh, sure, you want to dig through 800 titles? Okay. Or you can just listen to me <laughs> give away what the answer is. <laughs> yeah, good luck. So, good luck. But uh, thanks for joining, man. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, hey, man, my pleasure. And are you guys going to be on? Uh, are you going to be on Radio Trivia or Radio Free Nintendo this week? Or you've been kind of mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah, so, I've been in and out, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely be on it this week. So check out Lindy on Radio Free Nintendo, and uh, as well as Johnny and, and our everyone's favorite Greg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he already has a fan base. He has a fan base. He's gonna move from here on to like American Idol, <laughs> Wait, they're, they're, or like what's the last com- last comic standing? Is that the uh, is that the name of like the comedy version of that? Yep, yep. So there you go. <laughs> I'll fly him over, and he'll be on the last comic standing. Well, good night, guys. Hope you enjoyed our random selection of PNO three and and uh, less random selections of the other games. Um, good night. Nail. Yoshi's Story is copyright 1998 Nintendo. Sonic Advance is copyright 2002 Sonic Team Sega. Shadowgate is copyright 1989 Icom Simulations. Game Watch Gallery 2 is copyright 1980-1998 Nintendo. PNO3 is copyright 2003 Capcom.